Allergies. Pollen in the air. Dogs in the house. Mold in the basement. Whatever triggers your allergy symptoms, it can really hold you back. Break through with Allegra 5-in-1 Relief. Allegra works fast, won't make you drowsy, provides 24-hour multi-symptom relief, and it's effective every day. Break through allergies with Allegra. Starts working in one hour, use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. everybody and welcome to the filmreview.com podcast uh i am your host filmreview.com's own mark eastman and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire shane leonard hello and this week we're doing burnt that was a little technical glitch yeah. there that we got props. Uh, conveniently we fixed it's halloween man halloween yeah. props. You're all i was almost out. dressed up that would have been funny. And then I thought, you know, no one would see me cool. anyway. So, yeah. you'd, so been, you'd have been dressing one, up for one my more reason, exactly. One we're more reason to film the show. Been doing this a long time, but you don't have to dress up for me. Uh, this Although, is, hey, I thought you dressed up for me last night right. when we went to the theater because you were coming from a, a, a Halloween event. Yeah, and you were, you know, you were a little bit more fancy than I'm used to. I, w- I was. It was funny that you just said you look fancy. Yeah. Not you look like anyone. In particular, well, or like I'm in costume. I don't know if at all. You want anyone to know. Just fancy, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, burnt. Uh, Bradley Cooper, and you know, this week, um, I don't really know that we have any news to cover. It's too end of the year, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just all, all the news is just everything that's coming out. <laughs> the only news we've been doing is the Martians <laughs> been winning every week. Right. That's been the news that just is the same news. So. Right. And uh, you know, there's uh, some news of things coming out. But they're, you know, in two years and, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, who cares? That's not even news. Uh, the news at this point is just all the stuff that's going to come out next week and the week after and no. December. And uh, except that um, Spectre has uh, some new clips that are kind of cool. And they that movie has been doing these, uh, you know, behind the scenes blogs yeah. for months and months and months. And they're actually cool. I mean, yeah. they're, they're actually pretty cool things. And there's like a new one of those. But, you know, as far as news goes, there's uh, award season. That's all the news there is. And, you know, wow. it seems like every time we go to the movies, something else comes out on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like things are shifting around so that they can have even more things come out on Christmas Day. I, I don't know. You know, we'll talk about it more next week because next week we'll see Spectre. Um and it's the film I kind of wish it opened this week. Not not anything against what did open, but I'm just tired of waiting for it. Right. I'm a little bummed that Daniel I'm Craig I'm is, tired of there not of, being something else that's going right. to be a well, big thing. True. Right. And it's it's weird, and in a variety of ways, it seems like we always have to talk about this. Yeah. But it's weird that the way that the movies are scheduled, and it seems like this year. You know, every year gets weirder, it, it, As, and this it year hasn't, brought, hasn't dialed back. This year is really weird because The Martian comes up, and uh, everything gives up forever. Like right. no one will put a big thing out, and, right. and you know there are certain movies that everyone wants to be December movies. There's a ton of December movies that are going to be big, giant things. Yeah, and. You know, even November has a fair number of pretty big things yeah. like Spectre. I mean, it's that that's yeah. going to at least be a kind of a big thing. But everyone wants everything to come out now in November, December. Yeah. And now you've got like three weeks of nothing at really all. super interesting. Not that they're even bad movies because no. they're not necessarily. Um, people are going to go see our brand is crisis uh, and people are going to go see it. Uh, I think, you know, legitimately, like not right. based on who's in it, right? Because they think maybe it looks like an interesting story, but also people are going to see it because who's in it. But it's still, it's not, you know, The Martian. It's right. not. Right. It's not something that's going to pull everyone. It's yeah. not Spectre. It's not, you know, yeah. I mean, all the stuff that comes out in December. It's just weird. There's just all these gaps. It seems like that's happened all year right it's like there's a week where in the summer the there's a week the well all, all kinds mm-hmm. of things come out and then it's like everyone gives up on the next couple of weeks right. and goes that's going to make too much money right. we'll I, stay I, away from so that. 
anyway, it's just, it's weird right now because right now you don't usually have that. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Right now is it, it's not usually it, it's weirder in summer too, but, but now it's like everyone has to go to the movies seven times in December. Right. <laughs> right. Instead of just being able to go, crazy. you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, burnt. I think, um, like I said, there's no news. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing super exciting. And we're just, it's, it, it's bad enough that it's every December, but now it's star Wars December. And right. so now it's, you know, that's all anyone will talk about is, uh, if it's not somebody creating a weird fan theory, it's the internet meme going around with uh, Mark Hamill saying that he's not Kylo Ren. So stop saying that. Right. And, and that's all that people are talking about. So that's all the big stuff people are talking about. Anyway, um, and, you know, Burnt is uh, interesting anyway. And uh, mm. it, it's kind of interesting because, you know, Bradley Cooper is kind of at the top of his, you know, popularity. Everything he comes out with is, yeah. turns turns pretty big, even if he's not the star of it. You know, I mean, he's he's involved in a lot of stuff that, you know, he's kind of on top right now. So now he gets this movie, which is kind of an odd choice, maybe yep. a little bit. It's not, it's not your normal thing. So uh, anyway, I think we're just going to be really early and go right into the movie. And, wow. uh, and so we should say, this is uh, Bradley Cooper, who's basically doing like a weird spin on a Gordon Ramsay ish character. Um, because just because that's the name people will right you know be able to associate with the screaming guy in the kitchen yeah right and uh except that in this version he has uh a few years ago somewhere right. you know like it that i don't know that they say anything specific in the movie but like three or four years ago or whatever he uh was heavily involved in drugs and had a really big head <laughs> and basically tanked his whole career uh, and, and all his fault, like right. his uh, career was completely ruined yeah. and then he disappeared c from the scene completely and totally his fault being right. in uh, drugs and just uh, kind of party lifestyle that he got yeah. out of, out of it or whatever. He was, you know, the big giant rising star, right. I guess. And then he ruined himself and now he's trying to come back. So that's, that's basically the story. And he, and he goes, you know, kind of back to his old circle of right. largely people that he worked with before, worked for before, whatever it is. And he's just trying to, uh, you know, get back into it and yeah. start a new restaurant. And he wants his third Michelin star. Right. And, you know, right. basically then hilarity ensues and yeah. he tries to make his way back and all that. So um, I am going to make you go first this week. That, that's an easy one. I actually wonder if I didn't like this a little more than you, but I'm not entirely sure because I think this is going to be one of those films we have a fair amount of positive things to talk about, but still uh, still have it kind of low. I, I'm at six. For me, god damn it. You're at six too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little above average. Uh, I thought I thought that in terms of films like this, you know, it's a very easy kind of roadmap to follow i mean there's so many i'm gonna say roadmap but really it's recipe like there's so many food things yeah you, you know, hate to start you out, just don't want to do all the puns you, you, and you hate to but, start with that anyway but there's right so many there's so many things here for this type of film um i i guess by way of well actually i'm not going to go too much further because i want to hear what you have to say. okay then, then we'll break it down right but I, I thought it was just a little bit above average and, yeah. and, and strangely like strongly a little bit above average, but there were some things that were just kind of weak. Right. That really pulled it down. Really were weights around its ankles. Right. So, so uh, you know, I thought I was going to get somewhere with making you go first. Yeah. Like where, where did you think I was going? Uh, uh, that maybe we'd be different or something. Uh, you know, I don't know. Something would happen. Oh, I, uh, it's funny. Cause I was telling my wife last night, uh, basically that this was, a really solid six and in a weird way we talk about how we get to ratings occasionally yeah. uh sometimes we go way off on the tangent right. of how we get things but not that long ago but this movie made me think even right when we were walking out not too long ago um i was talking about how a certain 
there are movies out there where you get done watching the movie and you don't even really know much about it, except that's exactly a seven. Right. And it was this whole like seven conversation we started on then. And then, and then you have to kind of figure out why you think it's a seven and convince yourself that it really is, but it just feels exactly like a seven. And this movie for me was the exact same thing, except it was six. It just felt so six right when, uh, right when we were walking out of it and, and I liked a lot of it and, and what I didn't like, it's, it's bizarre because you said like the, uh, the roadmap stuff, there was just too much stuff in this movie. That was just every outline of every movie of too many other movies that I, that you've, you've seen before and you've got just this, you know, somewhere at the, W.H. Smith's, there's the right. How to Write a Screenplay book, right. and it gives you the little outline and why this has to happen here and that has to happen there. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just uh, back to that whole Pixar thing again, where they explain right. how they make their well, movies, and then you go, damn, now it's not that fun, right? Too much behind the curtain. And this movie just had so much of that where even when it was doing things that were kind of different Mm -hmm. and, you know, like I said to you before the movie started, there was uh, just a release of this video yesterday of Gordon Ramsay saying that, uh, you know, not exactly giving his stamp of approval uh, because he didn't really, I mean, he didn't say he didn't like it, but he didn't say anything like, man, this movie's awesome. Right. right? But, but what he said was it did a good job of kind of giving you the feel. Yeah of the kitchen itself and the had just how that works and what people are doing and who's yelling at who or whatever. And he just said that it, it, that that really gives you the idea of how those kitchens are, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's, but that's what he said. But um, you know, it just, it, it's so weird that it does things that other movies don't do. Right. It has parts in it that are very different. It even has, you know, you have this uh, basically same character from a lot of movies who's trying to win his way back to being respected and Mm -hmm. get his life back together. That's not like a new thing. Right. But they do some new stuff with it that I think is kind of cool. Yeah. But then in the middle of it, it's still like this outline thing it's almost and there are some parts in the movie that are a little weird because there are some parts where it almost makes you feel like it's a true story Mm -hmm. and we had to have that because that's in the history book and it really happened but does it really fit in the movie no does it do anything for the movie no there's uh you know everything about uh you know he goes to this party and they run into this woman from his past and all that. It's like, what? (laughs) Why are, why are we doing that at all? Because it does nothing. And fairly what's interesting is that whole scene leads you to believe another stereotypical scene is about to play. Like I, when, when you see the ex-girlfriend who knows him from his burner strung out days, then it leaps a track and becomes a different cliched film. Right. But what was very interesting to me is it leads up to, you know, um, uh, Sienna Miller, you know, is the, is the assistant, his like soon to be, you know, protege. And of course she's the only chick in the film, you know, really. So she's going to, well, not really, it's not going to be Emma Thompson or Uma Thurman, but you know, she's the only one that's around. So of course they're going to fall in love and he's going to make his own mistakes again. Right. Right. His lesson. And and it just changes. And it It, does. It becomes a different cliched film. Right. It does it so quickly you know, and I'm like, it, it, one of the things that I wanted to say is, because um, I actually do like that we do it too, and I, I guess other people do as well. I don't think I got the movie the trailer showed me. I don't. I, got a much, I, I don't I got either. A much better version. Exactly. That, that's trailer, what I was going to say too. The trailer to yeah. me looked like it was this. It, it makes it very clear that he had substance abuse issues, and he was talented, and he fell from grace, and now he needs. And this is part of the cliche, which isn't just a food film. This is any film. This is the talented. You know, Matt whatever, fill in right, the blank, the right. talented rocket pilot, the scientist, the basketball player who falls from grace, burns his bridges and must now build himself up from personal and professional you know, relationships right. again. OK. And then they allude to his drinking and his and his drug habit. And I'm like, OK, this is going to be one of these heart stringing kind of we want to be an Oscar film, but we don't have the guts to release this in December. Right. And when we got in, 
and we started watching the film and I didn't feel anything but positive and kind of, I even felt a little excited for the first 35 or 40 minutes because it's not the film at all. Right. It was supposed to be, but also the film that it is, is, is immediately engaging and kind of interesting. And I'm not a foodie. Like I'm not, right. I don't have a Yelp account. I'm not joining things. Like I don't have, I, we watch a lot of food network at my house. because <laughs> My girlfriend's really into it. Right. And now I am admittedly kind of into it. Right. Um, but, but I've been but still, like but I, still, I, that's like the Stockholm effect. But, that's a different level, though. You right. ha, you're that's right. a whole different level of foodie. Like somebody who, uh, like, there's no show on the Food Network that goes, "Here's how to make the dish that you had in right. the three three Michelin star restaurant." Right. Like that, you got to be at a that. whole other yeah. caliber right. of right. being into food. Right. And and the, I think I don't know if the movie suffers a little bit for it, almost because you know, there's a bit of it that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> in, and it's it, frustrating. In terms of, I, I don't know, just showing off the food and trying to sell the food. And it yeah. and it's kind of weird because, uh, you know, if you watch like Gordon Ramsay, right. even if, I mean, he he's had like 18 TV shows, right? Yeah. And, uh, and the coolest one was the F word it, that was right. uh, on British television where it was more like just looking at him. Right. And he wasn't really even doing anything. It was yeah. just like we'd go to his restaurant and there he is. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he's got like the uh, kitchen nightmares or whatever and, and yep. make over the show, over the places. And, you know, obviously he's got like the, the Hell's Kitchen where he's yep. screaming at everybody. Uh, but, you know, when he does that food and you think of him, mm -hmm. right, because he is actually uh, this big restaurant guy mm -hmm. with the three Michelin stars and all these restaurants and everything. But when you see him on TV, right. he's doing like the Kitchen Nightmares or MasterChef or uh, Hell's Kitchen and making the food for the restaurant. And what you get in the end are not the plates of food right. that you get in yeah. this movie. Yeah. So it's still, even if you like Gordon Ramsay and you watch him on TV, right. it's it's a whole other weird world to be well going for that class. And it's it, it's not your general population right. of people going right. to movies. I mean. and, it, and it's strange too, because there's a lot of this film that is for someone who is not me. You know, there are, and I know, I mean, I directly know people who uh, have asked me already, is, is this worth seeing? And cause they're food, they're either chefs, you know, or they're really interested in film. Right. And, and there's scenes in there, like the food preparation scenes are just food porn for people that love right. dicing and cutting, right. and mincing things, you know. And if you enjoy, and, and you're not, and you're not making this. the things the exact same size, right? Right? Yeah, you, right. You know? Yeah. And it, but it's just, you know, if I'm watching, if I'm watching a film about, you know, if I'm watching Rush, which it's nice to see Daniel Bull in something again, you know, he was awesome right. in Rush. But if I'm watching a race car film or a jet film, you know, and and somebody's really excited about the maneuvers or the speed or the sound of the engine or the racetrack, like that's, that's appealing to you on a level I don't get. Cause that, that's just candy. Right. And, right. And the and movie, and the movie has to do right. something it's else. Serve, right. right. It's got to do this thing. And, and that's okay. Cause I expect that to be in this film. When, when I get outside of the 40 minute, you know, mark in the movie and it's not even that long, it's only like an hour and 40 minutes. Right. Um, and it moves at, at a pretty good clip. I actually have no complaints about that. But when it starts to delve into like cliches of cliches or it gets kind of caught in a rut where this is the film about personal redemption. So we've got to have these things. I'm frustrated at the movie because it doesn't go where I feel like it should. And it goes too much into things that I don't think it needs. Things that I wish it had done. A lot of just tell us and don't show us, which we've commented on several times this year alone and we're not even you know we're not even really at oscar point so it's weird that i have so many examples but i can't think of any off the top of my head where like they tell us that he's uh he doesn't drink anymore and they show us like someone's getting ready to pour him some wine he just is like i don't drink anymore but he he never shows being affected or or like compromised or right. even anchored by these problems that right he had. and, and he, he doesn't actually and struggle with it Right. And right. I want to see a bit of struggle without it turning into like Sophie's choice. You know, right. I don't need to see that, but I need to see, uh, I don't need to see, you know, someone in a back alley snorting some cocaine because he used to do that and he used to shoot things. Into, you know, he tells us all these things, but 
there's no gravity to his admission about the difficulties that he's had. We only know he's changed because he's got a furrowed brow. He walks at a quick pace. And he and says he so. Shucked, and he shucked a million oysters. Right. You know, and he says it. And he says right. it. And it's one of these things where we see in movies where someone is like, well, I can't do that to him. He's my best friend. And I'm like, you've had two scenes together. Right. And they were five minutes apart. You know, you're not best friends. And it's not because you tell me. Like, there's a lot of those things that they miss. However, one of the things that was really entertaining to me is that when the film isn't doing a cliche and it's actually going down like real kind of interesting new stuff, it feels really exciting. Like it's on the cusp of really just like kind of boiling over and getting something going again. Right. And then it just kind of switches gears and, and jumps another and cliche it, track. It and has, that's it, annoying because it, it does show a lot of real fun promise. And the cast is full of competent, really talented people. I keep wanting to make all these uh, these jokes like the ingredients are there. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it just feels like a reheated meat. You know, it's like one of these things. You, you know, it, it does. And, that and that's exactly what I was going to say, that's too. That's where a lot of my negatives, you know, that's where a lot of my strikes against the film come from, which is it comes to that edge and it sees it. And it clearly thinks we don't care. We're just going to believe what you say. And then it skitters off into something really ridiculous. Right. So. And and I think I think what it does, it's it's weird because this is a movie where – um, for one thing, it, it has an, an odd combination of director and writer, yeah. I think, for me. The yeah. things that the director has done and the things that the writer has done yeah. do not seem like things where that's obviously that a, a match, yeah, right? You, a you've got the guy uh, who writes Peaky Blinders, right. which does not seem like the next thing he would write is, right. <laughs> is this movie about... Uh, you know, the struggling chef guy, whatever, right. but it has all these things where what it felt like to me is you've got a director who is interested in uh, showing off one part, a writer who wants to show off another part and no one can come together and figure out what are actually the great parts. Well, it's like they're telling that, two different that they should, that they should be yeah. really invested in. Mm -hmm. And I think like, for example, one of the things that I thought was really great is almost everything that has to do with the two chefs who hate each other. Right. When he, he's got That's his, awesome. he's got his rival chef from back before he destroyed his career. Yeah. He, that chef has already gotten his third star. Right. And he's like, you know, he's he's the man right. already. And their whole like, you know, battling non-battle with right. each other right. and the way in which the relationship of not friendly friendship, hatred mm -hmm. thing that they have, everything, every time that comes up, I thought it was really great. Yeah. And the fact that he like kind of loses it at the end. Mm -hmm. And ends up there, right. I thought was great too. But not only did I think that that was great because that could have been horrible. Right. And right. that could have been like a movie killing scene yep. where you would do something really donkey with it. Yeah. And what they did was I thought really great. And that's and, the whole film I want. That, right. That, exactly. That choice, that decision, that That way of making decisions. That would have been stunning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then if you would have brought I guess that kind of perspective of what you, you were trying to do to his relationship with the Mater D guy mm -hmm. and a little bit more to his relationship with this girl that he wants to be his protege, right. then the movie would have been awesome. Right. Uh, and, and it's funny in the movie too, uh, like a totally different thing, I guess, but you know, he goes to Burger King I was just gonna say early that. on yeah. and has this whole like lecture to his protege girl about why she it's doesn't awesome. like Burger King. Right. And the whole thing I think was pretty much really great scene. Yeah. Except that it doesn't actually inform anything else in the movie. Yep. And you think it's going to. Right. That, that and was it doesn't. For me. Cause I would, I, as soon as that scene happened, I went, if the movie can, and that was early enough in the film where I'm still like 35, right. 40 minutes in. And I'm like, if this is the film I continue to get, I, I'm on now. I've taken the worm. Right. I'm on the hook line. I'm all set. Just, keep pulling me in in this and you've you've got me because there's so many fun things like that conversation there is so much more interesting than some of the cliched situations they go in because it's challenging us you know it, well in a way it feels like it's challenging us as an audience to like watch this think about it participate like why is it big why is it more important? right 
And he breaks it down in a way that I felt, you know, maybe other real chefs would talk a little differently, but it certainly was a conversation that I could keep up with. Right. And, and I, I liked it a lot, except here's the problem that I ultimately have with it. So when it happens, I love it. Right. right? In that moment. But, but, then, in, but within yeah. the whole movie, what I don't like about it is that he goes, well, see, you don't like Burger King because you have this perspective yeah. that you shouldn't have. And then the rest of the movie is just like him going, well, it turns out I actually have that same perspective and everything else that I do is going to be from that same perspective. Right. And then I was like, well, wait, why, why have that at all? Uh, You know, and then, and then you're, and then you're kind of like, I thought that was going to come back into the movie where he was going to, you know, start developing his, what he wanted. He wanted to be a third, uh, a third Michelin star chef. Yep. But he was going to make the food his way right. that he wanted to, where the food did not have to basically be insulting to working class people. Right. Right. Except that, but but then that's, that's not, not what all. he did. Right. And I'm like, well, but wait, right. that would be cool. Right. right? Uh, or, or at least if you're going to have this conversation, then, you know, it should right. actually be part of his thought process later right. on. Right. And it, And it's just not. Right. And and so that was and it's too bad, too, because I didn't I didn't necessarily think that, you know, he was going to get or not get a third Michelin star because he was good. You know, you see these in these other cliche films, too, where somebody has like a dance routine or something. And they're forbidden to use this music. They, right. They, right. They right, get right. It anyway, like he's up for his Michelin star. And he puts and he's, and he's going to and he's going to serve he's a like, hamburger I'm serve steak hard, hard, but I'm going to put French fries on. Right. You know, just something to be like I'm for the common man, too. And the review then would congratulate him for embracing. Like, you know what I mean? I figured that was the route we were going. Right. And when we didn't get it or or at least some sort of spin of that. Sure. Something that, like that. I, story, I was right? OK with that. Um, Maybe more than you, because I realized that, you know, that's a that's how he's trying to break down this conversation with her and do these things. But it, it still should do more than just seem cute in that moment. Right. And it doesn't. And, right. th- and there were other things. That happened like that. Like, again, you know, the Burger King scene, the scene where he's actually going to his uh, former connective, you know, his, his, you know, these people he has some sort of relation with. And he's sitting in their restaurant and he's telling them how long the food is under the heat lamp. Like, he's the guy, you you know, you worry about right, coming right. in because he knows what you've done. You reheated the corn. It's not really. He knows fresh, exactly how you, you cooked know? this. And it's and, not because he was yeah. peeking in the window. He just, he can taste it. And that, and that's a good glimpse because it tells us that he's not just talented because everybody says he is, but he's right. got a skill here. And that and scene, great. that scene at the beginning where he does that was pretty cool too, because it's just this other connection to other people who might watch the right. movie, just sort of like through Gordon Ramsay, right. you know, like right. when Gordon Ramsay does <laughs> the kitchen nightmares and he yeah. wants to taste the so this is frozen right and you're like what yeah how do you know that was frozen before and i mean i guess you can tell or whatever but like he eats the food and i mean sometimes it's disgusting but sometimes it's just not great right and he's like well you did this with this and that with that and and here's this guy who does the same thing in the movie right well there's there's that scene you know there's the burger king scene and then it, it's not exactly how I'm about to present it, but it felt kind of like Ocean's Eleven when they start breaking down what is the real, you know, the real kick for later in the film, which is these guys that come in or these couple, this couple that comes in, we know all about them and what they'll order for the Michelin star. Right, right. And they're anonymous and no one ever knows when they show up, but we know they're coming. Like from the moment where uh, Brule starts breaking it down for everybody and starts telling them and then Bradley Cooper's character appears and he's look, we have to be perfect. We can't screw up. We're, and right. they're coming. Like he literally says, we know they're, they're not here, but they're coming. Right. I was in love with that because I'm yep. like, now it's kind of like a little mystery. Like, how are you going to know? And of course, you know, if you've ever seen a film, you know that crap's going to hit the fan, right, when things right. start happening. And to the movie's credit, and I feel like not spoiling it, so I won't, you can. But when, when one of the big kind of twist things happens, I saw that coming, but I still liked how it happened. You know, I, when, when, when the Michelin people show up right. and there's maybe a questionable – And you know, something service, goes wrong. Right. You know, I saw that coming from, you know, at least 25 minutes earlier, you know. Right. And then when it did happen, I went, oh, so that's what they were going to do. That's how they chose to do it. Okay. Right. So, and then it just keeps going in a way. And I'm still, like, kind of fascinated more about the Michelin review 
than I am about Bradley Cooper's character, Adam Jones. I, right. I don't care about him. Right. Now I'm more invested in the mystery of like the, right. these two people that go around See, and do I, the same thing. You know, I thought I thought that was great. When the, when the Michelin Man uh, comes in, I'm going to call him that now. Uh, and it's actually the Michelin Men, I guess. Right. But a big white tire. That's right. Uh, which is which I I personally can't get over uh, the Michelin Guide and the guys on it. Yeah, I can't get over yeah. the Michelin Guide <laughs> itself as a thing, right? Uh, as its own thing, this but is a weird world. Just because it is, it's so bonkers that yeah. that became the thing, and and you have to buy the book and look at the little right. Michelin guy. Anyway, it would be like but, if there was a real guy named Kelly and he just went to car dealerships, <laughs> you know, and raided your car, right? Like, you know, but anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> now I'm I'm totally You're lost by that. I liked I liked the thing with the Michelin guys, and they were like, "Well, we know that this happens, and we know that this happens, or whatever." And my problem with it was uh, that they knew too much. Yeah, I didn't like the way they did that because that there should be something a little less obvious about it because they start because they start off and go, "No one, no one knows who they are," right. and you'll never know when they show up. Right except that everyone will know when they show up. Right. <laughs> the the yeah. the one fatal flaw to the fact that they're completely anonymous and no one will know is that everyone will always know. Yeah. I mean, what? How can that be the well, I, how could that be the right. the trick? Yeah. If they would have just like not sold that so hard or not had so, so many, many clues, right. you know, so like things, they yeah. didn't have so many the things fork, because it it should be at least a little bit where uh, somebody might actually just be the regular people, right. and right. and this sort of stuff happens. Every but time I, it's just so it's yeah. a little over the top, and it's yeah. too obvious. And so I didn't like that, but it's not that big a deal. And you know when the when the problem with the Michelin people yeah. comes up, then I kind of you know I was kind of out of it. It was okay, it lost you I guess. The thing loses me in yeah. itself because. Basically, if you're like that committed to revenge, right, that's its own movie. I, I don't okay, want you I to just shove. I don't want right. you to just shove that in my movie. I think, but if you're if you're going to take that much time out of your life, right, just to hey, maybe so. maybe right. screw this guy over right. at some point because maybe they'll come and we won't know it's them. Right. I mean, because the fact that the people from the Michelin Guide show up and you don't catch on that it's them. Right. That should be at least like a 75% chance, you're, no matter how much right. of the clues you know. So basically, you're like wasting a whole lot of your life yeah. on a 25% chance that maybe you'll get to screw the screw right. him over on this thing, and maybe he won't check the thing. Right. And it's there's like so much luck involved sure. with a plan that takes you months yeah. to carry over i was just like ah well whatever he had to get screwed over so fine this is right. what we came up with but i i didn't i didn't you, like that you're not french you don't you don't <laughs> know the determination that the french have for doing it i right. i i understand exactly what you mean i fully believe that um marcel uh michel was gonna commit himself for a certain amount of time to do something and he just was like this is going to be perfect when he found out this is what it's going to be. I, I'm sure it would have been something else in his book. He had a bunch of things going on. <laughs> he's, he's, love, he's got like eight notebooks of like, the potential like, ways yeah, I right. can screw him over. One of the things that's really funny is that, you know, between Adam Jones falling from grace and deciding to self exile himself to Louisiana to shuck a million oysters or right. quite, uh, oysters. And he keeps tracking a book like, okay, that's kind of superhero ish, but right. that, I still think it's, interesting enough and it works quickly to develop a character but you know all these people like michelle's just sitting in a cafe in london hoping to come across right you know, but and, and you could argue that this type of caliber of chefs really only go to 10 or 11 places in a big city no matter what so you're right. gonna you're gonna right. increase your odds a bit but these guys are all independently and, and, millionaires because they don't have to work well and he's save. he's significantly uh, i guess uh came up with the timing based on when right. the one guy gets out of jail. Right. 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 <laughs> and so he's kind of putting things together. So right. he knows he's got that guy and everybody yeah. else. He just has to go, hope they're not doing anything. Right. <laughs> and even, even that guy from like that, there's also like that 20 minute scene when he starts accruing the group that is going to be his kitchen. And if the movie had been like that, which was semi-serious, but very playful, 
Right. You know, right. the guy who gets out of jail is in jail because he assaulted someone over a food issue. Right. And took his nose off, but was kind enough to keep it on ice. I mean, like, this is like, right. This is like, really, that's the world. That, that, was, that was good stuff, and that's though. Good, it is. Right. And I mean, and then even vein. when he gives that line where he goes, you know, no one ever remembers that I'm the one who kept <laughs> right. his nose. That's like a great that's line. Right. You and know? That guy, Max, does really well. And, with and that's a great, like, whole little setup yeah. of something that in a lot of movies would right. be garbage. Right. I mean, that's. Right. A scene that uh, it doesn't actually, you know, do anything yeah. in the big picture. It's just, I don't know, we need a scene where he gets his group together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, instead of just writing that stuff off and going, well, whatever, that, that stuff's actually good. Yeah. Then we get to later parts in the movie and all of a sudden it's just, ah, whatever, we have to do this. Right. right? right. Um, he has to owe money to somebody. Right. He has to get beat up right. and they right. have to keep coming back and yeah. all this, you know, stuff where it's like, I don't know, just here's some guys and right. they rough them up or right. whatever. It's like, why, right. why switch and why abandon? And you know, the, the thing that I, I wanted to say, um, that's the horrible food thing is because you just have to say it right. is because they explain so much. Um, and it's funny that it's funny in a way, I guess that they run through the Michelin stars, Yeah, but at least they kind of do it in a semi legitimate way, you know, where, because they're, they're when he has to crash at that guy's oh, house yeah, yeah, right, right. and then he has to explain to see. And, and so it's kind of bad in a way because this guy's trying to be a chef. And like, he's never told his girlfriend before what right. that means. Like now he's going to tell her right. so we can hear him. <laughs> right. So, you know, but at least it was kind of like a cutesy way yeah. of trying to explain it. And, you know, if you're a one star chef, then this, and if you're, if you're two or, you know, so whatever, but, and it's pretty cool. Like I want a t-shirt that says, mm-hmm. if you get three stars, you're Yoda. Right. Because, because right. that would be that an would awesome be t-shirt. But but then the movie ends up being, you know, if you get one star, you know, millions of restaurants that have no stars, if right. you get one star, you're doing something really good. Right. You're just not God yet. Right. right. But you're doing something really good. But you haven't really, you know, pushed it to be as good as you can be. Right. And I just felt like this movie was like, if we're one star, I'm okay with that. Right. You know, if we right. get our one Michelin star, Hey man, we'll make money on our restaurant, right? right? Well, you could still have a one-star restaurant right. and you make a lot of money and yep. have a bunch of other you ones. You still put and, your name on the market, you know, it's, whatever, it's exactly. Your place. Yeah, right. You're still like a big deal, and you did something really good. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like the your own character is it, your movie's about a character who does not want to settle for that, right? right. <laughs> does not want to, and he's got two, right? And he doesn't want to go. I don't want to just be two, right? I want to be three. Right. And the movie just felt so much like it had all this good stuff, but it could not, you know, make it all perfect. It could not give that little bit more effort. And what I thought was kind of funny, but I thought actually, you know, for me did not make the movie as they get towards the end, they have this part that's supposed to be kind of like, I don't know, a weird point the movie is trying to make. Um, where they think the Michelin people are there mm-hmm. and Adam goes, okay, now I'm going to freak out at everyone and scream right. and right. everything has to be exactly perfect. And it's, it's not that, you know, it's like, we have to do better than we do for everyone else. We have to do perfect right. for the Michelin people, you know, like when the critic comes in, when any critic comes in anywhere to a restaurant, yeah. then all of a sudden everything has to be perfect. Right instead of just being perfect all the time. Right. 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 And then later, you know, they have like another shot and then it's like, well, we just do what we do. Right. Right. And I was like, ah, I just don't love that. (laughs) I just, I didn't love that little, you know, all of a sudden at the end of this movie, now we all have to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Like that's not this, that's not where we were going with this movie. And it's not where it makes a lot of sense that he ends up. I don't think it, in some know. ways, the film that would have been interesting to see, though, I'm not sure very much fun would have been, you know, they, they, they have that first Michelin encounter and rightly or wrongly um, and they screw it up. 
and it it kind of wrecks him a bit and he's challenged his character is kind of like really like damaged because now he's considering drinking again right these vices like he had a shot it's hard enough to catch lightning once he had the third opportunity to right. he doesn't get it and then they find out maybe there was a mistake and they they weren't really there and they're really coming again and he has another shot at redeeming his redemption and he fails and when he does that then we get to see whether he lets it destroy himself, which is what the whole film has led us to think it right. could, or he's above it. And he's like, it would have been good. I'm good enough, I know. Right. On every day. It's just one day I'll take off. And we don't get that film either. But that would have been interesting to see. Because right. that would have been more about, at least for me, going back to what you said, how we come about our grades anyway. Like, I'm interested in the story. Like, I start with the story and I move forward from there. That would have been an interesting story, but a very depressing one. Because really the only way to get it is to have him fail a couple times and just right. not get what he wants. And to have his rival be better than him. And even though his rival might admire him, you know, there's a lot of personal dynamics there. Right. I think that it, it would have been a lot more interesting movie, sort of along the lines that you're talking about. I don't necessarily care whether he, whether or not he gets the third star. I don't know if that makes completely the difference, but I guess, you know, if he if he doesn't get that then he does something mm-hmm. where it's okay, right? It's okay, it's okay to be, you know, the, the guide's full of people who are two stars. Right. <laughs> they right. don't, they don't all them. hang themselves right. the yeah. next day, right. right? And, you know, try and get somewhere past that where you've got his rival guy who has the three Michelin stars mm-hmm. who basically continually does nothing but try to do what you do right anyway even though you don't have the three stars and you know when when uh bradley cooper comes in to his restaurant and says great decor the next time you see it you know the guy has to reopen his restaurant now and have a completely new (laughs) remodel because bradley cooper's character got a good review right so now i'm going to destroy the whole place and you know, it would have been interesting, I think, if they would have went more for, you know, it's it's so all about that third star, which obviously that's what it's about. But it would have been more interesting if, you know, he would have been more of a focus instead of the third star right. and not right. necessarily just whether or not he gets it, right. but what he does, whether he gets it or not. I mean, right. what, who, that's, that's, yeah. what, what he does with himself. Right. And, you know, there could be a version of that where he's it, but you know, when he gets it, he just doesn't care. Right. Which is almost sort of what they're trying to it do is. because, because now he, you know, now he eats with the cooks or whatever. Right. And, you know, now he's, now he's free to be right. a relaxed, normal person I, or something, but right. except that it's, except that it's very, it's very hollow, especially compared to other stuff that's happened in the movie. Yeah. And, and I and I get it because I understand the same way, the same reason that he both achieves that moment near the end. And I guess we're actually spoiling it now. Uh, I guess the whatever. same thing when he achieves that moment at the end where he has that opportunity to get the Michelin star. It's it's almost the same version of that guy who's counting a million you know, right. oysters, because he's not going to stop. He's not sick of it. He didn't cut his hand. 950,000. He's like, you know what? That's close. I'm out of here. Right. He stays until he gets it. You know, he's that guy. And and for him, in a way, that third star is the MacGuffin. It, it's very important, but it doesn't matter. Right. Because he's he's rebuilt his relationships with, uh, you know, with the Mater D, with the chefs, with his underlings, with his rivals, with his ex-girlfriend, you know, when they when they're all like, you know, you'd be better off without me. You know, all of these things he's actually got to be kind of facetious and silly, like the spiritual, emotional third star. He's, he's done it. Like right. he's, he's achieved what he needed. Now he just needs the Scarlet Letter to prove it, you know, and when he when he's outside after they leave and he's just kind of having another moment looking out on the cityscape. You know, and then uh, Bull comes out and just kind of confirms you right. know, have it. It's a great moment because nobody says a thing. It, it, and they that is, that is a really good moment. And he's got it. And you actually see him kind of like when he's – and I'm not, I don't think I'm actually doing more work than the scene requires. When, when before he comes out to confirm or deny they, that they got the good review, he's kind of like, I did it. Like I'm letting it go. Even if I don't get it, right. screw them because right. I'm not going through this again. 
Right. He's already, he's already, he's already accomplished there. and let himself go. So. Right. And then, and it's kind of funny too, because, um, there's only so much of the world that they build into this story. Right. But, um, it, it is kind of like this oddly false thing, right? Because his life is really just, he's got the restaurant right. and it's, go, it's going to make money or something like that. It's, it's not like if he doesn't get this, you know, they never come back right. or right. like they'll yeah. never, they don't, yeah, they'll never rate you again or right. whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, they're not going to come back like every month or something, right. but you know, it's not like the, the guy just sits there and yeah. like you get, you get reviewed once. Right. And then after exactly. that, it's just kind of like, whatever. Exactly. Like yeah. if you're, a, if you're a two-star restaurant, you're just forever a two-star restaurant. And the only way to get rated again yeah. is like to start another one right. or whatever. So like when he's done at the end, it is, I think, really cool because he's done. Right. doesn't matter what he gets. Right. And now he's just got to be now he's just got to like rate himself. Yeah. And yep. he does. And it's cool. And then, you know, yeah. like the guy comes out and everything. But it's just so, you know, I I just wanted more of, um, I guess, leading up to that, that was a little more focused on him mm-hmm. because at the the first half of the movie. I think we're doing a lot of cool stuff that's him. I do too. And the second half of the movie, we're just really interested in the in the star, the star. and the and, and doing stuff with the cooking and we yeah. have to and then you know the guy has to do the Michelin fiasco right. thing yeah. and and we don't get a lot of him and the best part of him we get is at the end when he goes to see his rival chef. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden that scene almost feels like it's not in the right, right space because it's now surrounded by lots of other stuff where that's not what we're doing. Right. Is, right. is really focusing on him and trying to, you know, do something with him. And that scene is so cool too, because there's a lot of, you know, layers with that scenes and all the scenes that are really good. There's a lot of parts to them. Right. And all the scenes yep. that aren't, there's like one there's thing. Only, yeah. There's this, this is what we're yeah. focusing on. This is what we're making you look at. But in that scene, there's all this cool stuff of, you know, their relationship. They've obviously got like a really long, you know, history forever. Right. I mean, since he was 19 or whatever, I mean, they work together. Right. And all of this stuff that happens. And then he, you know, makes like an omelet. Right. And they talk about how it's really great. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is really good. And it's like, dude, it's just an omelet. Right. And that's not what you serve as your right. really great right. food. But right. this is really great. And then now we're in Burger King again. Right. Except that it doesn't connect with anything yeah. else. I, and I love Reese's, you know, he's in between. It's almost like an ad lib, you know, because he's just sitting there and he's eating it. And, and he's like, yeah, this is really good. And it's just like, I know. Like, I, I made that. Right. I know how to make an <laughs> right. idiot, you know, you're on my floor right? like an animal. Of course, you're going to think it's great. I, I wish, you know, we've said it a bunch of times. Um, I, I wish there had been more of that character, like you were just saying, and more of the guy who in the beginning when he has the restaurant and it's not packed and it's like the food is bad. And he says, I'm going to refund everybody's money and I'm going to make sure they everybody eats for free until we get it right. Right. And I'm going to personally write letters to everyone and apologize for the food that I allowed. Like, I'm like. That's all over the top. Gordon Ramsay, wistful bullcrap. Right. I love it. And I love it because that's and then perfect. and then he goes around screaming at everybody. Right. Yeah. And he, you know he takes everyone to task for something sure. that is kind of goofy. Right. Uh, anyway, and you know but, that's the but stuff but Gordon scre- Ramsay authenticates. Right. Because he's like, right. that's my kitchen. But he's uh, and, uh, but he's screaming at everybody for doing all this stuff. And you know, yeah, like you said, it it's not a character you want to like. Right. But it's really who that guy is. Right. And I want to see more. And right. And it's the kitchen that he's now in charge of that yeah. he worked in since he was 19, yeah. which is actually, you know, semi close to a real Gordon Ramsay story. Right. right? It's like that's just close how enough. the kitchens are. Right. And I worked there my whole life. So right. now that I have a kitchen, that's yep. how kitchens are. Yeah. And and he's so that character in those scenes, even though they are kind of over the top and yeah. get a little goofy at a certain yeah. point, but they're, but they're great. Yeah. I mean, this is a weird film. You know, we, we saw it last night. We saw it late last night. And, and I, I had a fun enough time with it, but I wasn't wowed in any way, except for the first like 30, 40, 30 or 40 minutes. Like I was really energized. And I think most of that comes on the heels of not getting the film that the trailer led me to believe. 
Right. The, Strangely enough, the, I was the trailer still... the trailer does not look like you're in you're in for even a six. No, no, it doesn't. And, and I think that even though we both give this six, you know, I give it a six, but I recommend it pretty high. Why? I was just going to say, like, so, I, I this is barely above average on a rating, but I actually think this is a fairly okay movie to just send people to go see and check out. And and in some ways, I think an average moviegoer, not someone who sees you know even thirty five films a year or watches. 70 at home on Netflix or whatever, but someone who goes this is going to be one of those big things. They're like, wow, that was great. It had everything I wanted. I, I think it will be, okay. I think it will be surprisingly yeah. a lot better right. uh, to a lot of people, but you know, I think too, that a lot of the things that we didn't like about it, maybe do not universally translate right. to things that, other, that other people are going to like, not like about it. And you yeah. know, another thing that we haven't mentioned because there were so many things in the film that seemed so, uh, so oddly, like um, we hit this day in production or yeah. we hit this right. spot in uh, whatever, where now all of a sudden, you know, the thugs have to show up again. Right. And then we have all these uh, parts in the overall picture of what we want to do, because maybe we have, you know, delusions of grandeur about the story we're telling where someone has to say this thing. Right. So he has to go to the therapist person in order to get his blood tests and stuff and everything that happened there. I hated. Yeah. And it was the whole thing oh, existed yeah. just because someone has to say this line. Yep. So now I have to build this whole part. I have to make you watch right. these things. I have to build like some cutesy things around them so that it's not that bad. Yep. But it only exists because I want, I need to have someone say a couple of lines at certain points. And so let's make this character do it. And, and that's, you know, not a terrible thing. They're not horrible parts of the movie, but just in the rest of the movie, they just don't work. And, and we've mentioned other parts where it's the same thing. It's like, we, we kind of cut out of the really good stuff that's going on and, and really pull the rating down. Like this really, if you give this, I think, give this movie to another writer and another director and have them make this movie and have the same cast even right. because I think Bradley Cooper's great. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was yes. really good. Uh, Sienna Miller was really good. Yep. And almost all of the supporting characters at one point or another were great. They all have a moment to do what they do and they do it great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let, you know, somebody else make this movie with a little bit more care and vision right. of what's going on. And this would like easily be at least an eight, I think. Sure. If you just, with, with the small exception of Emma Thompson's therapist character offering Bradley Cooper's character like an, an AA meeting, you know, with that exception, there's nothing that is said in those dialogues, you know, in those conversations that Tony, you know, Daniel Rule's character couldn't have said to him, which is, if I see you show up right, drunk right. or high, you're out. If I see any, you know, he could have had those moments with him. Right. And, and. For her he could have, we, it, we could have we could have easily just seen him walk in and out of a clinic a couple times right and right. he has to get blood tests yeah and i just you know that reminds me of the stuff that just you know it's not like going to bring me down i'm not going to be like no it's a four now but it's just it's equally frustrating again to have the really depth you know kind of complicated stuff that they juggle and, and make it happen with the weird just throw the bowling ball down the aisle and don't hit the gutter you know and they still screwed that up sometimes right with, you know he was never afraid of these these drug dealing, you know, pirates who are coming to kick his ass. Right. And you get the clear assumption, kill him because he owes them more money than is reasonable. Now you right. think, you know, in your mind maybe that's he only owes them eighty thousand or maybe two hundred thousand. It's never you know, if it was a million, he'd be dead anyway. So right. he owes them something substantial and he doesn't seem to be making money, but he never runs, he never has fear, he never does anything when they show up and they're starting to show up a lot. And he's given away signs of like, these are people in my kitchen I care about. Maybe they're going to get waxed next. Like this, he just walks by him like a bully in the hall. Right. You know, with the karate kid agreement, like you're not going to touch me till the competition. And, and I'm thinking you'd be quivering in your boots. You know, right. you'd be carrying your knives with you all the time. You, Nothing. You should at least do Nothing. something. There's no believability there. And, and like you said, it felt too goodwill hunting to me to right. have her there and be like, well, we got to have a therapist for you to talk to. Right. And, and it's, and it's not, so, you know, and she's not bad at it though, but it just doesn't belong in that movie. Right. The weird you know? thing about the, 
people coming about the money is that it's almost like he doesn't act any differently than if he didn't know who they were. Right. I mean, he, well, that he one just, guy, he's arguing with the guy who he owes money and his henchman kind of leans in and Bradley Cooper kind of pushes him away. And I'm thinking that's a good way to get a broken arm real right. quick. Cause this guy's not going to let you do that. Right. You know, they don't care. It was a, it, the, yeah, it was the whole, weird, there was a whole weird subset that I understood they wanted to throw in and pepper his character with. And, and then the thing that's, the thing that's really weird about it is that the fact that he owes money to someone yeah. only connects to another useless part of the movie. Right. Because it, it's only got to do with getting another character that we saw once right. to be on the screen for 20 more seconds. And, both of those things could be completely taken out of the movie right. and it would be better, not worse. Right. The, there's no, there's no point to any of right. it. Right? He can't owe them enough money to let them just linger the way they do. And he can't owe them less than enough to make them come all the way from Paris. Right. Like, they, you, but, you but want, they don't, you know? they don't actually ever get to the point where they cause any problems. Right. They don't actually, you know, do anything. Right. Right. They don't, they don't cause any problem. And then in the end, when the situation with them gets resolved, right. it only allows you to have something else to say about another part of the movie yeah, that's a wasted, yeah. you know? So anyway. anyway, it's strange, not a, not a glowing review, but still go see it. Right. So. But that's how we are. You know, Sometimes. we're like, uh, but it's, it's odd because it's only, we're only giving it six. Yeah. I feel like in, in ways it's, it's easily much better than six. Yeah. But I think by the time it's all over, right. you only get like a six experience out right. of it. Right. But a lot of the stuff at the beginning is I still feel like it's worth it to yeah. tell people to go see it. Yep. Because a lot of the stuff in the beginning is is really good. Yeah. Bradley Cooper is really fun to watch. He even, really is. even when he's in some of the stuff that you're not loving. Yeah. It's still fun to watch him. Yeah. Even when he's at the therapist, it's kind of fun to right. watch him. And at least you're watching him do the thing that you wish he wasn't doing. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. But, and, and even like the kind of uh, scenes that could easily go wrong. Um, part of the save to that is the writing that at those points yeah. is sort of brave enough to do something a little goofy, right. but it's also him making it work. Right. I mean, he, right his his ability to like sell that this is what's happening yeah because sometimes you don't think that's what would happen right but he makes you believe charisma that, can take that, a line that, that a happens long way. right yeah, he certainly tells it so um yeah i think that's about it uh as far as i, I have to say about the movie anyway yeah. i i want get so much more i thought going in for a long time that i was going to get a lot better movie yeah uh but at the end i still kind of have to recommend it almost like it was an eight right that's because i think uh i think a lot of people will like it and they'll get that and you know i'll tell you like you said about the trailer i think a lot of people are going to miss this movie so do i and and then and, and then see it on HBO in yep. two years and go, oh, I would it's that? This, like, I would have you skipped know? this until you or somebody else that I trust who knows films had been like, that was a weird one. You can't trust the trailer on that. Right. And then I've been like, oh, crap. Now right. I see that. I could have seen that in the, the theater. the trailer yeah. seems to be trying to sell you on the fact that it's like this very superficial mm-hmm. redemption, right. trying to get your way back like story that it really does kind of look goofy. And, you know, one of the problems I think with a lot of trailers and especially in like a, it's kind of like a low budget movie with tons of famous people. Right. So one of the problems that they have a lot is that you have to get all of the famous people in the trailer, Sure. whether it's real helpful or not, right. (laughs) Whether it's actually going to sell your movie because, and Hey, that if his, if his scene where he goes and talks to the critic, yeah is not actually helpful in getting anyone in the movie. Right. You're betting that you're showing who it is, right. is going to be more helpful. And it, you know, so it's, it, yeah. it's a weird combination. That's a rock the Casbah thing for me, where you got to tell me Bruce Willis is in this film. Right. And now I'm going, right. You know, et cetera. So, and next it, week is, is Spectre yeah. without a doubt. Right. And, I'm nervous. It, at least Spectre. Yeah. Um, right. At, we are, at least we're in, we're the, in that moment. Yeah. We're in the stages now where we yeah. will probably be covering a couple of things. Yeah. At least every week from now on. Right. I would think. Uh, even if they're just going back quickly to some of the things that we missed throughout the year. Yeah. So, right. 
Cool. So, uh, yeah, next week, definitely Spectre. And that's going to be a big one because uh, if you've been listening to us, yeah. you know that we have like a James Bond uh, issue going on between us. So that'll be interesting to see who, who thinks Bond. who thinks those are good. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely something to tune in for. Right. So uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with Spectre. And please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and otherwise trick people into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.